The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You're listening to the, the, the hottest, the hottest NBA podcast out here. I said what I said. She's heating up. It's the Heat Check. The Heat Check. Heat Check. With Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, today, amidst training camp beginning, in the wake of all of the media days, we talk about four teams in various stages of chaos. Beginning with Phoenix, who has some serious issues to deal with, uh, with in the wake of owner Robert Sarver being forced to sell the team. It wasn't really forced, but it kind of was forced. You know, it was his own decision, but it wasn't. Uh, we then move on to Boston, where the fallout from Ime Udoka getting suspended continues. We move on to the Nets, who are in the midst of probably one of the most dysfunctional family reunions in NBA history, and then my favorite, Los Angeles Lakers, as per usual, continue to be an absolute dumpster fire despite them telling us that everything is fine, we are all best friends, when we know that shit is not true at all. Plus, we also do a little around-the-league stuff, including the beginning of Gaslight season, which is uh, training camp. The uh, NBA is officially back, and so is the heat check. So do me a favor and drop that beat. can't go on vacation can she like (laughs) I've been I've been trying to get away for months I was like can't get away post summer league because Kevin Durant still hasn't been traded then Kevin Durant decides he's staying in Brooklyn and it's like all right well everything's done the season has come the off season really all the news has come to a conclusion Right? No. I go on one little trippy trip. I leave my phone in my drawer. I turn all, I delete Twitter. I delete Instagram. Yeah, little me time, little tree tree time. And maybe the biggest scandal upon scandal. I had to come back and figure out what was going on with Adam Levine. I had to come back and figure out what was going on with Harry Styles and why he spit on Chris Pine. Ime Udoka suspended for the year? Hold up, what? I had to read TMZ and figure out what Neil Long is saying. I'm deep into Reddit. Not exactly the vacation that I was hoping for. I was hoping for the most dead time on earth two weeks before training camp to just get away. But we are here and we are now processing 
And, oh, yeah, by the way, Robert Sarver d- decides to sell the team. That happened while I was on vacation as well. And now we have training camp, which you know what that means. I've been thinking about training camp a lot, which is where every bit of the future is ahead of us. So what does that mean? That means gaslight season. That means the teams will lie to us about their goals. It means teams will lie to us about their relationships with one another. It means teams will lie to us about what happened in the offseason and what that means going forward. It is now fully the machine, the propaganda machine, is now fully on hum mode. It is fully humming alone, generating all sorts of nonsense designed to hype up the fan base, to sell tickets, to get excitement for the upcoming season. I am wise to it, and I am here to peel back the onion on what is true and what is not true. Except for, which I actually fucking respect, people who are not immersed in the propaganda machine, Phoenix, Boston, to some degree Brooklyn, and let me be honest, L.A., they're trying real hard. But they know it's a thinly veiled propaganda machine for them. We'll get into all that in due time. But let's look at some news that's popping from around the league. So we begin with a really sad day in Chicago. And by sad, I mean just like legit, really awful. I, I loved watching Lonzo Ball at UCLA. He's one of the most unique playmakers I think Magic Johnson drafted him for a reason because he had some of those characteristics that Magic saw in himself and he now undergoes another knee surgery and let's be honest like if he sees the court at all this year it will be a celebration because there were troubling reports that the dude may never recover and may never play another game of basketball in his life this is what he told Clutch Sports Quote, I really can't run. I can't run or jump. There's like a range from like 30 degrees to like 60 degrees. Trying to do the angles with my hands right now. I don't know what 30. uh, 30 degrees is pretty small. 30 degrees to 60 degrees when my knee is bent. I have no force and I can't catch myself. Wait, wobble, wobble? He's wobbling when he's standing up and his knees are bent. Fortunately, though, Shams reported today that the second knee surgery has repaired the things that they missed or fucked up on. I believe it was a botched surgery where things were still floating inside the kneecap. And there is a chance that he can come back this year. Really good news. Lonzo, not just a good guy, but I think he was a major piece of what the Bulls decided to do last offseason. And they were not the same after he came back uh, and went, got injured last year, right? Their, their whole identity spiraled into an abyss. It was him, and then it was Caruso, and then it was Levine, just like I predicted. I mean, I don't want to take a victory lap on someone's grave, but it was a proper and correct prediction. Uh, lots of speculation online about whether he was misdiagnosed whether the surgery didn't go as planned or they messed up the surgery. He went to rehab. The rehab did not work. The bottom line is that he's finally back on track, hopefully getting on court in the future. He's young, too. If he was to cut his career short based on a botched surgery, oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's good news, though. Bulls need him. Need him, need him, need him. Down in Miami, there is lots of news popping on 
as well. Not just subtle jabs about Jimmy Butler's non-extension extensions. I mean, I don't know what he was thinking to try to pedal. Again, gaslight season is fully here. When Jimmy Butler tells you that his hair grew faster than like, like a, like faster than I don't even know what, faster than a 13-year-old in a growth spurt, on a summer, he said those were not extensions. If you have not seen Jimmy Butler's haircut right now, I don't. It's not even a haircut. It's more of a hairstyle. The man has extensions. He shaved his face. I don't even want to say the things that go through my head. All the like the worst parts of me that come out when you're workshopping jokes. Like I don't need to workshop jokes on this because I just might get canceled. But listen. We don't judge Jimmy for whatever he's going through right now. We don't judge Jimmy for whatever experimentation he's up to in the midst of this career. That, that jump shot, that missed jump shot, must have really started to make him start to think about some new alternative decisions. Kyle Lowry's apparently in shape. I doubt it. Like, I've seen him from the clavicle up. I don't know what he looks like, really. We'll see when he gets on the court. I don't mean to be mean. I got back from a monastery. I'm trying to be nice. I really am. I'm trying to not. They told me, I asked them. I said, hey, do you think I'll lose my light if I, if I get more enlightened? And they said, well, I said, you know, I don't want to lose my sense of humor. And they said, well, do you make fun of a lot of people? And I said, I declined a comment. <laughs> I declined a comment. Anyway, Tyler Hero. Uh, here comes Tyler Hero. Wants his extension after not getting traded in this very weird offseason where they thought Donovan Mitchell might go to Miami. Whether you think he deserves the extension or not, that's a different question. Uh, what isn't is that he is an all-star and the reigning sixth man of the year whose absence due to injury in the Eastern Conference Finals hurt the Heat in a big way. I think without him, they were barbecue chicken. If he's healthy, maybe they go to the finals. This is what he said on Media Day. Very interesting. There are players across the league that have gotten paid this offseason who I know I'm better than. So it's got to be the right number for me to sign it. Who is he talking about, you might wonder? I did a little digging. Did a little go to a spoke track, see some of these extensions, some of these new deals. Jalen Brunson, almost certainly who he's talking about, getting paid over $100 million for four years. Zach Levine getting paid 40-something and change. Man's got one knee, one usable knee. Anthony Simons, he's had a moment. Like, he's had one moment. Dame got shut down. He shot 50 times a game. And, of course, his stats look good. The man had the usage rate of a professional in Las Vegas. You know what I'm saying? High usage guard. If you're Tyler Hero, you're wondering when that payday and what that payday looks like, when it is coming. Doesn't seem any reason to trade him now that Kevin Durant is staying there. Donovan Mitchell is now in Cleveland, which still is baffling to the mind. So we will see. We will see if we will call him historically frugal Pat Riley 
very quick to cut ties with players who are either not worth the value that they think they are or their body starts to break down, except for Udonis Haslam. So who knows? He's max eligible for five years, $188 million. Little quick tidbit, Pat Riley sees himself in Tyler Hero. Both went to Kentucky. Both sort of skinny. How would I put it? Sharp jaw lines, slick back, pretty boys. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Moving on, though. Moving on. News from the Pelicans camp. Probably the complete opposite of what it was this time last year. Remember when we came to Media Day? Well, I didn't actually go, but we someone went to Media Day, and David Griffin got to the podium. He's like, hey, we're so excited about this season. Also, just want to quickly – I don't even think he really put a stamp on it like that. He was just like, yeah – we're looking forward to the season. Everything's good. Excited to have Willie Green here. Zion Williamson had a foot surgery in the middle of the offseason, so we'll, we're not sure when he's going to be back. Um, also really looking forward to Herb Jones. He's like, wait, 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 wait. Zion had foot surgery? You're just going to, like, sort of, like, squeeze that in there between Willie Green's announcement and the excitement of Herb Jones? Yes, he did. He tried to, he tried to fool us. This year, none of that. Zion looks great. After one of the great Houdini acts of all time last year, because they were dead, let's be honest. The Pelicans look like they could be the worst team in all of the NBA. They were, what, 3-18? and 18? Something crazy. Ended with a Pels team that actually took Phoenix to the brink in the first round. Started incredibly bad, riding the ship, putting a scare in the number one seed, Suns. If you're Willie Green, you got to be feeling like patting yourself on the back a little bit there. Early reports on Zion. One, healthy. Two, thin as Zion can be. Back. Like how back? Very back. Here are the words from various sources, and we'll call them unbiased sources, not people inside the team, to describe Zion's first practice. Lean. I like that that was the first word. Lean. Fast. In shape. Dominating. An all-star. A bully. A wrecking ball. This was one scrimmage. I, I have to remind you, very skeptical media jumping on the Zion bandwagon. Kind of rare. A scrimmage where Zion apparently did not miss one shot. Not one. Larry Nant said this about Zion. I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't know how much we were letting go. But, yeah, dude, look, I mean, he, again, yeah. I, I would say dominate is a good word. Um, dominate is a good word. I, you know, he didn't even realize it. But in the locker room, you know, talking about it afterwards, I was like, did you know, like, you didn't even miss a shot? And, you know, it was the first time. He didn't even realize it until I pointed out. But, no, he, uh, he didn't miss a shot. He looks like the same wrecking ball we all know and love. So, um very pleased to say the least by the way Larry Nance you don't know Zion like that Zion 
wasn't playing basketball when we, Portland Trailblazers, traded your ass with C.J. McCollum. So he's not the same Zion that we know and love. Like this version of Zion, I don't even think we collectively have seen yet. Coach Willie Green said, Z looked amazing. His strength, his speed, he dominated the scrimmage pretty much, and then he did a good job looking for his teammates. What stood out the most was his force more than anything. Force on hardwood. Just want to say, makes me a tiny bit worried. Listen, there's n- I don't think that there's any team I'm more excited to see than the New Orleans Pelicans. I think that they are quite easily the most intriguing team in the NBA. Yes, we're excited to see all of the depth and versatility and health of Kawhi Leonard and the LA Clippers, for sure. We want to see that. Of course, we want to be the rubbernecker people watching the train wrecks that are the Boston Celtics, the LA uh, Lakers, the Phoenix Suns, of course. But in terms of, wow, this team could be really good, they could make a jump, I think it's between them and the Minnesota Timberwolves in terms of what this team can be if they're fully gelled. If Zion is healthy and in shape and committed to playing defense, oh my goodness, they could be the Memphis Grizzlies this year. They could be a legit two-seed in the West. That is no joke. That is absolutely no joke. Like this could this team could come out of nowhere. They are 20 to 1 to come out of the West right now. Might sprinkle a little pepperoni money on it. No, I'm just saying. Finally, also moving forward, down to OKC. The rookie that everyone wanted to see, Chet Holmgren, like I said before, hurt himself in the Pro-Am, will miss his entire rookie year. Liz Frank surgery, very tragic stuff. He was amazing in Summer League and would have been must-see TV for OKC. I think they would have become a league pass, must-see team of the year. Obviously, career not it's not a career-ending injury. Players like Joel Embiid have missed their rookie year. Ben Simmons has missed his rookie year. A lot of Philadelphia Sixers missing their rookie year. I'm not just saying. Uh, And they come back without missing a step. I expect the same for Chet as well. However, a lot of people wanted to know, what about these pro-ams? Should they be doing this? Should they not? People are pointing fingers at the Drew League, pointing fingers at the Seattle pro-am. They have exploded on the scene. This is what Chet had to say and weighed in on the situation. There's freedom of speech. Pause. He just goes right there for freedom of speech. There's freedom of speech and criticism that comes along with anything. Basketball players are going to play basketball. You have to feed the love of the game. I don't want an injury like this to take away from that. Yes, too many of these players are playing basketball, and the love and the joy get sucked out of their soul because it's a business. So when you go play in these programs and you play in front of people who have never seen maybe an NBA game up close in their life, psh, that just maybe injects a little life back into you. Could not love this more from Chet. The truth of the matter is these NBA players are playing regardless. They're going to play in the offseason at Lifetime Fitness and whatever little like open runs at UCLA that they play without cameras. So the fact that they're playing in front of people means nothing. Pro-Ams, like I've said a million times, I'll say it again, they serve a very important role in growing the game and providing a product to underserved communities who cannot afford tickets to the game. Could you imagine being an eight-year-old boy and seeing Paolo Bancaro up close? An eight-year-old boy in some 
outskirt of Seattle. They have no NBA team. You've got no prospects. You got to go and see dog shit Portland if you want to see a game. I'm not going to call them dog shit. We'll move forward. Last year they were bad. That's what they would have to do. So for him to say he doesn't want his injury to impact the pro-am circuit, huge move. I think that could have swayed how we felt about it if he said, yeah, I kind of regret playing in it. Chet, another check mark that he's for the culture. Get the champagne ready. The NBA Finals are here. Welcome to the NBA Finals. Let's raise our glasses and our rings to the two phenomenal teams left standing. My goodness! Here's the high-stakes action to thrilling moments we can't miss. He ties the game at the buzzer. And to crowning our next champion. Here's a toast to the NBA Finals. The 2024 NBA Finals presented by YouTube TV continue on ABC.